don't you? What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to episode 19 of Backseat Directors. So, everyone, welcome back, and today I'm very excited to do this uh, this episode and this movie review. I'm with a friend that I've met uh, sometime recently, and actually through Instagram, and someone who has been an awesome supporter and a really awesome follow on Instagram. Uh, Steven Sotelo. Steven, how is it going? Not bad, Andre. Not bad. Hey, well, Glad to be here, dude. Hey, I, I, Steven, I, I'm actually really excited to do this episode with you. You know, you and I, we uh, we met online, just met through Instagram, and I've loved, I have just absolutely loved chatting with you about movies, and uh, yeah, you've been a great supporter of the podcast, so so yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Me too, man. Heck, I love this podcast. Like, you guys put out great episodes, and it's it's great quality stuff that I've loved. Like, I have not enjoyed a single episode. Every single one I've super loved. Hey, well, honestly, just me personally, I, I really love hearing that. I really do appreciate it, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's really good to hear, it's really good to hear that you you like yeah you like what a backseat directors is doing. So uh, I want to get to know you just a little bit more, maybe our listeners too. But before um, you uh, we dive into our get to know you questions, um, tell us I guess kind of tell us uh, your background in movies and kind of what made you get started in terms of your fandom of movies. Um, definitely my dad. Um, it was kind of funny. My mom actually grew up, uh, with her family kind of hating the movies. They actually kind of avoided going to them a lot. And then once she started dating my dad, my dad kind of broke her out of that. And she actually ended up loving the movies. So, you know, ever since I was born, um, VHS tapes, like my mom would buy every single Disney one, any child movie, uh, that would come out. And that's pretty much where it started. And to this day, at least every weekend, we'll go at least once, um, especially with this summer now, with all the blockbusters coming out. There's at least a movie or two that we'll see every Friday. Um, but yeah, I love the movies. Always have a set of movies I love looking forward to. And this year is going to be freaking amazing. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I love it. No, there's definitely some commonality that you and I share. My mom was the same way. We we had, like, I, I, gosh, countless, countless of Disney VHS movies. You know, just the classic, you know, Disney cartoon movies. And uh, <laughs> yeah, when you when you said that, it just brought back a flood of memories for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't make the movies like they used to. I kind of miss all the old uh, intros they would have for the VHS movies. Um, either little music videos beforehand or afterwards. And, yeah, there is special features, which is similar to it. But, yeah, com- completely different level. No, very true. I mean, Pixar, you know, Pixar really kind of changed the industry in terms of animated feature films. You know, everything is is computer animated now. You rarely, rarely ever seen kind of those cartoon animated movies. Just doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, that uh, the old animation style. I think the last one that we've seen was probably Princess and the Frog. I want to say. Yeah. From Disney. Yeah, and it's been a while. I, I kind of miss that animation. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. 
Um, okay, well, awesome, Stephen. Dude, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So let's just jump right in. We're going to do some uh, get-to-know-you questions. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. All right, Stephen, question number one. What is your Desert Island movie? Oh, man, this one I had to think about for a while. Um, and it was mainly between two movies. Um, it was the comedy film Airplane and the other comedy film Mystery Men. And I want to say Airplane, definitely. Um, there's so much of that movie that I enjoy. And that's one of the movies I always tell people, if I could wipe my memory from having seen it so I could watch it fresh again, it's definitely that movie. I think I cried quite a few times just watching the movie from laughing. <laughs> Dude, Airplane is a classic. It is an absolute classic. Oh, man, that's perfect. Okay, awesome choice. Okay, Steven, question number two. What is your favorite movie theater snack? Um, to drink, I would have to say a blue raspberry icy. And I actually had to learn that I need to enunciate when I, uh, ask for the order because three times now I've accidentally got a blue raspberry iced tea and (laughs) I kind of don't have a backbone. So I'll kind of just go with it. And I mean, it's still a good drink, but (laughs) I have to make sure I speak slowly when I ask for it. But, uh, besides that, um, usually raisinets are my go-to, uh, candy, uh, and I, I agree with everyone. Popcorn is the default snack as well. So that's always there. But those two things are probably my go-to snacks. Hey, that's awesome, man. Raisin nets. That's really good. And blueberry iced tea. You, you got me really curious. I think I need to go try that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So, I, I, so you're from California, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what's, uh, I, I guess, what's the movie theater chain that you guys frequent the most? Since it sounds like you guys go quite often. Yeah, there's uh, one that's actually out of town because um, in the Valley of California, um, there's not a lot of IMAX screens. You would have to go out to one of like the major cities to go see that. Okay. And so there's a theater um, not too far away. They built their own giant screen, which is near the size of the IMAX. And oh, nice. so that became our uh, go-to place. And uh, we were super happy when they finally implemented the reward system because we would go so often. Um, So we we kind of abandoned all the smaller uh, screens and then started going to that one. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. They finally got the uh, luxury seatings and they all got the luxury foods and everything that come with it. So it's it's pretty nice. No, that's awesome. What what's the name of the of the theater? Is it just a local theater? Um, There's actually a couple. couple of them in California. Um, it's called Galaxy Theaters. And I believe they have one or two in uh, Nevada. I know yeah. there's one. But yeah, it's a pretty nice chain of theaters. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I live in Utah right now. My uh, my wife's from Utah. and uh, um, But I, I actually grew up in Nevada. I grew up in Reno. And the newest theater that they've built out in Reno is a Galaxy Theater. And it's actually an IMAX. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's no. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, Reno n- didn't have an IMAX until they built the Galaxy Theater uh, maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Maybe not even that long. Maybe it's been five years. It hasn't been that long, but yeah. Yeah, no, Galaxy, no, they, they do they do pretty good. Uh, uh, they have they have a pretty good thing going on. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, they're kind of like a, a, a miss for me for uh, Regal Cinemas because it seems like any time a movie comes out, they give out posters or some cool collectible um, right. and it seems like galaxy is finally getting up with that. I think in the past two movies, they finally released posters, which is super awesome. I love going to preview nights for that. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you there, man. I love getting that free stuff. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Okay, Steven, question number three. What was the first movie that made you cry? And if you can't remember, you, you can tell me maybe the last movie that made you cry. Oh, um, this one I actually remember. Um, and it's not usually for the reason people think, but uh, Titanic was the first movie that ever made me cry as a kid. Oh, and yeah. it was mainly because of the scene when the ship finally broke apart and there's people in the ocean. That's what made me cry as a kid. Just like seeing everyone in the water, and my mom had to like assure me like it's it's fake it's it's fake it's okay like they're just you know decoy <laughs> bodies and stuff, and it it was just so sad. But um, the last movie I could probably think of that made me cry was probably Click, and uh, it seems like that's a movie that a lot of people have cried to, and it's it's pretty heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it, interesting. That's uh that's that's the uh, Adam Sandler movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so that that's really cool. So only one other person has said that on the podcast, and that was actually my little brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, it, it definitely plucked at his heartstrings too. But uh, I, I think so what I'm actually doing, and, and it's kind of just for me just to kind of keep track of, and I'll probably release this to – you know, just online and let the listeners know, but I'm actually keeping track of all the answers from our guests. And right Mm -hmm. now Titanic and the Lion King are the most popular or the, the, you know, the most chosen movies in terms of what made, you know, our, our, the co-hosts on the show cry the, uh, you know, like the first time in a movie, but okay, cool. No, that's great. Yeah. Awesome answers, man. Okay. Question number four, Steven, do you have a favorite movie director and or actor? Um, I do on both. Um, Tim Burton has always been a favorite director. Nice. Yes, um, nice. <laughs> maybe not so much with his most recent work, um, although uh, Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children actually really enjoyed that movie. Oh, but me too. Of, yeah, me too. A lot of his classic stuff was just they're 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 classics. They're amazing. I mean, the two Batman's that he did, Beetlejuice, Night for Christmas, Edward Scissorhands, Sleepy Hollow. I mean, the list goes on like crazy, and. Even his version of Planet of the Apes, I super enjoyed. Um, oh, with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah. The older films I super loved. And then when he did his own version of that, I actually really enjoyed that version as well. Gosh, I forget that he actually directed that movie. But, no, I'm with you. So, uh, oh, gosh, I, I I've gr- just grew up on The Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, for some reason, I never saw uh, Corpse Bride until just maybe two years ago. And so I watched it with my wife for the first time, and I fell in love with that movie. Oh my goodness, that that is such a fantastic movie. Gosh, it is. He does really good work with uh, claymation. Yes, um, it it was pretty catchy. It was kind of hard because the Diamond for Christmas had the bar pretty high with its wonderful catchy music, and they had their own super catchy music. I want to say Danny Elfman did the music for that movie as well. I can't remember. But I remember thinking the music from that movie was amazing as well. Yeah. Now, uh, um, and uh, um, oh, gosh, what was that first movie you said? I'm already blanking on the name. Uh, Mrs. Peregrine's School oh, for yeah. uh, Home for Peculiar Children. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, I, I was that based off of a book? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's actually based off a of book series, and I think there's uh, three in total. Um, I actually bought the book to read it because uh, unfortunately I could kind of go backwards where I'll watch the movie first and then read the book. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely on my to-do list. 
No, so I, so my my wife and I, we went and saw that movie when it came out, and I had no idea what the movie is about. But I, I'm with you. I walk, I walked away from that movie, going, "Wow, that was actually a really good movie. I really like that movie." Yeah. Okay. Oh. Awesome. Okay. So uh, you said you had both. So you have a favorite actor yeah. as well. Um, I've seen almost everything that Brad Pitt has been in, and I think he's got a pretty good range on his acting. Um, from like Fight Club, I think when I first saw him in. And then seeing him in like Benjamin Button, I <laughs> super enjoy that movie. Um, and then he goes into like a Quentin Tarantino movie, like with Inglorious. I mean, yeah. a lot of action movies, a lot of great story films that he's been in. Um, but I definitely enjoy that actor. Yeah, you know, one of the movies that I was actually surprised at his performance in was uh, um, World War Z. Have you? Uh, mm. Have you, I, did, I did see that movie. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I never really seen him in a movie like that, but I, gosh, I thought he was pretty good in that movie. Yeah, no, great, great choice, man. Yeah, Brad Pitt, he's he's definitely up there. I, I, he might be in my, I don't know, he might be in my top five of favorite actors. That's pretty good. Okay, uh, Stephen, last question. All right, if there is any one movie whose ending you could change, which movie would it be, and how would you change it? Oh man. Um, so it's not really the ending per se, but it's kind of like an ending detail in one of the movies. And right. I'd have to say it was a Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows part two. Um, so this one, I actually read the books before the movies had come out. Um, and in this one, well in the movie, uh, Harry breaks the elder wand after, you know, the whole battle with Voldemort and everything. Yep. And that kind of, Rub me the wrong way, because uh, in the book, he goes and actually gives the Elder One back to Dumbledore in his tomb. Um, and I thought that was like a beautiful touch in the book. I mean, he's kind of putting back his master, you know, with his wand. And in the movie, he kind of just breaks it, and it's kind of rubbed off. Um, they just go away from that. So I think that's one thing I would definitely change from an ending of a movie. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I take it you'd probably just have it align with how the book ends. Yeah, I think I would say that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. I totally agree. No, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Steven, dude, <laughs> excellent answers, man. I loved it. Loved it all. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and introduce this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. Yeah, and this week's movie is Transformers The Last Night. My name is Optimus Prime. We are autonomous robotic organisms from the planet Cybertron. But you can call us Autobots for short. Transformers The Last Night is the fifth installment of the Transformers franchise that began back in 2007. With Optimus gone searching for his creator back on his home world of Cybertron, all the Transformers left back on Earth are left to fight for their survival. The lone wolf, Cade Yeager, continues his quest to help the remaining Transformers to survive. When an outer space threat approaches Earth, it is up to Cade and his team to uncover the hidden truth that has been buried for thousands of years and the secret past of Transformers and their connection with planet Earth. Transformers The Last Night had a release date in U.S. theaters on June 21st, 2017, and it has a running time of 2 hours and 29 minutes. Also, it has post credit scenes, so this is a very long movie. 
Uh, the last night is rated PG-13 for violence and intense sequences of sci-fi action, language, and some innuendo. Um, it, this movie is it's PG-13 for a reason. Uh, I, I guess if your kids have seen any previous Transformers movies and you were fine with letting them see those movies, this one is no different than any of the previous ones. Um, so yeah, so that I'll, I'll let you guys be the the, the de- deciding factor on whether or not your kids see the movies. <laughs> um, okay, Transformers: The Last Night stars Mark Wahlberg as Cade Yeager, Laura Haddock uh, as Dr. Vivian Wembley, and Anthony Hopkins as Sir Edmund Burton. Also, Josh Dumal uh, as Colonel William Lennox. And this is the second Transformers movie starring Marky Mark. Uh, Mark Wahlberg last played in the 2014 Transformers movie Age of Extin- Extinction. Also, Josh Dumal played in the first three Transformers movies, but skipped out on the fourth one. And this is Laura Haddock's um, big screen debut in a lead role. She's played in some other movies, but in smaller roles. And most recently, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2, as Peter Quill's mother, Meredith. Uh, the Last Night is directed, uh, directed by Michael Bay, and he has directed all the previous four Transformers movies. He is also known for directing some classic action movies such as Bad Boys starring uh, Will Smith, also The Rock with Sean Connery, Armageddon with Bruce Willis, and Pearl Harbor. And if someone asked me that I had to describe Michael Bay movies with one word, that one word that I would choose would be explosions. So uh, the last night, it had a production budget of $217 million. To put this in perspective, the first Transformers movie that debuted in 2007, that had a production budget of $150 million. The last night opening weekend sales in the U.S. box office topped out at over $45 million, which is okay. And the total uh, global box office has already pulled in over $265 million. You know, these movies might not have the greatest ratings among movie critics, and there's no de- uh, but there's no denying that people all over the world love their Transformers. So listeners, be sure to ke- uh, continue to listen um, after Stephen and I finish up our review um, to catch what some of the audience members thought of the movie and their quick take on it. Okay, Stephen, let's do our movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. All right, Stephen. So let's let's just talk about, I guess, kind of uh, your anticipation leading up to this movie because this is the fifth Transformers movie since 2007. Yeah, 2007 was when the first movie Transformers movie came out with like Shia LaBeouf and all that. So, um, yeah how, how how much were you looking forward to this movie? I was actually really looking forward to this movie. Um, I am definitely a sucker for like nonsense action movies, and Michael Bay definitely. <laughs> does that really well so coming from the first one um and i actually watched uh, the show as a kid um definitely got transformers as like toys for birthdays growing up and everything too so um seeing another movie it's so awesome uh it's pretty excited for the next you know series that they might make for this um i hear that it's going to constantly be ongoing and i've even heard that they might make 15 of these films and if that's the case I'm definitely looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, so I take it you were a fan of all the previous four transform, uh, Transformers movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so I, I... Okay, so when the first Transformers movie came out, I was blown away. I thought it was the coolest 
movie. It was so much fun. And I thought Shia LaBeouf was the perfect choice for being kind of the lead actor of that movie. It was so good. Um, but for me, I, I, I think I kind of missed out on the generation of Transformers. I think it was just a tad before my time. My time, I grew up with like, Ninja Turtles and Batman and, and you know, and, uh, and that, that was kind of my era. So I was, I was just totally entrenched and, and just obsessed with Ninja Turtles and Transformers. I always knew what Transformers were and I, I did watch some of the cartoons, but for me growing up, it wasn't uh, just unlike you, you know, it sounds like you were much bigger fan of Transformers than I was, but I remember seeing that first Transformers movie and how much I loved it. It was awesome. And so what has your experience been over these years and having all the sequels? Have, have Did you like the sequels just as much as the first or did you like the sequels more than the first? Kind of what was your experience on that? There's been a lot of parts of each of the movies that I've super loved, um, either more than another. Um, I think the second one, they have that giant uh, Transformer. Um, I think it's comprised of like five different ones. Yeah. And that set the bar so high with so much of the action. And then I can't remember if it was that same second or the third one, but when they dropped in like a super old um, SR-71 Blackbird as an older uh, Decepticon, I, I just thought that was amazing too. And there's so many elements in each of the movie that I super enjoy. Um, definitely touching from the comics and the cartoon, adding all these characters, um, kind of little Easter eggs they'll poke at, all the old stuff too. It's really cool seeing these in all those films. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, so let's uh, let's hear what your initial take was uh, after seeing uh, Transformers: The Last Night. What, what what were your first thoughts after seeing the movie? Um, definitely enjoyed all the action that was involved in the film. Um, I was super excited to see. Uh, I can never pronounce his last name correctly, but I think it's Josh Duhamel. Oh yeah, Duhamel. Uh, D- uh, Dumal. Yeah, Josh Dumal. Dumal. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, after not having seen him in the films and then having him come back, because I actually enjoyed his character in the in the first movies. Um, he was such a likable character. He always fought on the side of uh, Optimus and his team. You know, he never strayed from the pack. Um, and this one kind of brought him back, and I was super excited about that. Um, and it seems like they added a couple other characters. Uh, don't want to say anything about sure how much was spoiled, but it was pretty excited to have him and Mark Wahlberg work together in this movie. Um, but the action definitely enjoyed Anthony Hopkins was great in this movie. I would consider him and, uh, his, his, uh, partner in the movie. Um, they were kind of like baby Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy where they just stole the movie for me. Oh my gosh, man. So much- <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, no, I, I, sorry. I interrupted, but dude, that was my exact same thought. That's so funny. Okay. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah, they, they stole the movie with so much humor and just banter between each other. Um, it was kind of like Baby Groot and Rocket throughout the whole film. Just <laughs> yes. hilarious. Yeah. Um, that So there was a great humor side behind the movie um, along with the action. And I super enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, definitely Anthony Hopkins. Did not expect him to be in a Transformers movie uh, with all his past history. But I mean... Being uh, in Thor too, I guess it's kind of opening stuff for movies that he's going to be in. Right. But definitely enjoyed those things. Um, love seeing all the new cars. Uh, even saw Bumblebee had like a new body kit in this film, and uh, oh, man, yeah. he makes he makes the Camaro look so amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. So what did you uh, what did you think of the whole? 
kind of the the origin story of Transformers on Earth and how they tied that into the kind of the King Arthur legend? Um, I think tracing back the history to where they existed, like during Knights of the Round Table, was pretty awesome. Um, I know in the past, I think it was actually in the past movie, um, Optimus had mentioned that he was going to go to fight his creators, and then we're actually seeing them in this movie. And then they talk about you know how the Transformers uh, existed on Earth already. Um, I believe they show that in the preview as well. I mean, they showed them you know with the knights and everyone, but the whole origin story that that was pretty awesome I, I did enjoy that a lot yes okay so here's here was my first take so and i think it probably just was because i had to pee so bad after <laughs> the movie. but man the so i i like the movie i did enjoy it but when i walked out i was like gosh that movie was so long it was so long and i don't know if you experienced it the same way but um you know i i don't i don't mind if movies are long i mean gosh you know, i i went to i went to see uh one of the lord of the rings movies multiple th- times in theaters and those movies are you know three plus hours and so i i don't mind if movies are long as long as i feel like there is purpose in terms of its length but for for me and transformers and this kind of goes into one of my critiques um, is that I, I think they could have cut out quite a bit of the movie. And so, and, and, and I, and again, I, I actually really enjoyed the movie and from a, a sequel to, uh, from the previous, the fourth movie age of extinction, I thought this movie was much better, so much better. And so, yeah, my first thoughts was, gosh, the movie was too long, but going off of what you said, I'm with you. I actually really enjoyed this movie and I and I thought it was good and I thought it was entertaining and I am I just gosh I am always blown away from the special effects and and the CGI of these Transformers movies. You go back to even 2007 and 10 years have passed since the first movie came out and this is some Tochnop stuff uh Tochnop uh uh stuff that uh as golly, I totally butchered that. Top notch, <laughs> top notch. Um, you got it. <laughs> just top notch special effects that are are put into these Transformers movies, and it is it is good stuff. So, so yeah. So I liked the movie. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the action was good, and and yeah, I, you know, overall it was a Transformers movie. I just my first thought was. The movie was long, man. It was long, but okay. So let's uh, just going into that. Let's let's hear some of the things that you didn't like about the movie. Oh man, um, it seemed like there was a lot of more curse words in this movie in the than in the past um, Transformers. Oh uh, really? Films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't like. I saw that there was a lot of kids in the theater, and I'm kind of like looking at the parents, like, oh, I wonder how they're doing with their kids in this. Yeah. And, it seemed like there were a lot of innuendo jokes that were like either under the surface or obvious. Right. And, uh, that again was kind of like an uncomfortable feeling. Like I know it's kind of like a higher rated film. I think it was PG 13. Um, and I understand that, but I know a lot of kids are going to go this movie and they, uh, they toss those around quite a bit. No, dude. Uh, I, and I'm with you there. And I think that's something that the movie studios really, really struggle with because, you know, along with transformers, and any superhero movie, you know, just one that comes into mind most recently is Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, these these movies, um, you know, 
tons of kids want to go see them. They know about him. They know who Star Lord is. They know who Captain America is. You know, and and these are heroes to them, and these are movies they want to see. And Transformers is a movie that kids want to see, and and yet, you know, I I don't know if these are kids' movies. I mean, would you say that you know, tran- this Transformers movie is a kids' movie? Um, unfortunately, no. It it seemed like with everything that was in it, um, it's kind of reaching towards like the teenager and up sort of film. Yeah. So for like younger kids, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. Is, I just think it's not great for them. I mean, the action's great. Seeing the Transformers is great. But with the stuff they put in there, it seems like they're kind of aiming towards a higher age group. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. So was there anything else, any other critiques or things that you didn't like about the movie? Um, I think I agree with you that it was pretty long. Um, I was kind of like running towards the bathroom after the movie as well. (laughs) Um, And I've realized I've had to like just start taking sips from drinks now when the movie gets that long. But um, yeah, that's about it. Um, Everything else seemed fine to me. Yeah, no, that's great. Actually, I'd probably say some characters were not needed in the movie. Um, I think there was just stuff that could be kind of cut away. Uh, It seemed like they tried to add it for humor's sake, but wasn't so funny. So I think there was a little trimming they could have done in the final cut. Yeah, and I'm with you. So, okay, so here here are some of the things that I didn't like about the movie. So, so what I, I what I really really enjoyed about the first um, Transformer movies, um, and maybe more the kind of the first two, because I think the third one kind of deviated uh, away from its originality previously. Is that with this movie? I think, and this is this might be my biggest critique. I didn't feel like the movie was about transformers it it was about mark Wahlberg and his counterpart vivian you know dr vivian um Mm -hmm. and it had transformers in it i i was hoping and wishing that the transformers were going to be main characters and what i mean by this and i don't consider this a spoiler um in the trailers if you see the trailers optimus is completely highlighted in the trailers he's like a feature character in the trailers and so my assumption was that i was going to see a lot of optimus and optimus is the one transformer that's barely in the movie and and so i was i was a little bothered by well i want to say a little a little bothered i was really bothered by that because i i wanted optimus to me optimus is transformers he is you know this this movie franchise and he's the one that I want to see the most as much as I love the other transformers and I love Bumblebee. Gosh, I feel like maybe Bumblebee too is synonymous with the transformers movies, but I, there wasn't enough op, uh, enough optimist for me. I wanted to see more of him and the movie barely had him in it. And, and I think, I think a lot of people will be okay with that, but for me, and I guess this is kind of my outsider perspective because I didn't grow up, you know, as a fan of Transformers until I saw the movies. Um, I just I wanted more Optimus, and he wasn't that that present in the movie. Um, so that that's my biggest critique. Uh, other than being long, um, you know, I, I think that the the ending scenes kind of just drug out a little bit. I, I, I thought there was other things that they could have do to maybe shortened up the story. Cause up until that point, up until the ending, I, gosh, I was totally invested in the movie and I loved, I loved the direction of the movie. I loved where it was going. I loved the dialogue and interaction between the characters. Um, but yeah, it was a little long for me. Um, and then, and then, um, Oh, let me see. I'm just looking at my notes here. 
Oh, well, <laughs> and I think this goes to what you were saying with Michael Bay, you know, just his style of of directing his kind of movies. And if any listeners have seen Michael Bay movies in the past, you know what to expect with the Michael Bay movie. And I'm talking really any Michael Bay movie because they're, they're, they're just, um, they're in terms of its action scenes and kind of the, the whole premise of the movie, Michael Bay movies are a little over the top, but I think that's okay because those are just his kind of movies, you know, and a lot of people like those. So yeah. And, and I'm a fan of a lot of Michael Bay movies, and so um, with Transformers, though, in, in the ending scene of the movie, holy cow, I'm just, I'm just giving a warning to the viewers. <laughs> Any sense of realism or uh, logical, um, <laughs> um, what would you call it, just physics, I guess. <laughs> the, the physics do not play any part whatsoever in the final scenes of the movie. So just suspend all belief about reality and what you think is logical. And they'll probably be able to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, those are my critiques. You know, I, I think there was more to like about the movie than not to like. And even though mm -hmm. this movie is getting hammered by critics, I don't pay attention to that because it, the, the, these movies are, either you love them or you hate them. You know, they're Transformers movies. Gosh, they're movies about alien robots from another planet who can turn into cars. Like, <laughs> like, 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 so, you know, you, you have to kind of suspend your ex expectations for these kind of movies and just kind of enjoy them. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So let's move on to our highlights. Tell me what, what were your highlights and the things you like most about the movie? Um, Definitely having reoccurring characters uh, from the past films. Um, I believe from the previous film, there have been, I think, four or five of the Transformers uh, who are also in this movie. Um, it was mm -hmm. really nice seeing them again. They, can't, they didn't kind of just toss in a brand new spectrum of uh, Transformers. They kept characters that you kind of felt like you liked in the previous movie, and they're here again. Um, you know, helping Bumblebee or helping Optimus. Um, so seeing them, as well as, you know, the human characters, it, it was nice seeing them. Um, action, like the, uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to spoil anything. Um, I think in the trailer they showed like the, like a car chase scene, um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Super enjoyed. Yes. Um, that was pretty awesome. And uh, it was interesting to see uh, Star Lord's mom, uh, Laura Haddock, yeah, in no, the movie. No like, kidding, right? Crazy, huh? <laughs> that was interesting going from uh, that to that, which is super cool. I mean, you know, awesome that she's going to be in so many more films. Um, but it's uh, it was cool to see her. Um, cool to see Mark Wahlberg. Cool to see Anthony Hopkins. Um, everything about those guys, you know, they I thought they did pretty well. Um but yeah, definitely nice to see all these crazy cars again. I think that if <laughs> there's any movie you want to see where they have the craziest luxury cars, it's always a Michael Bay film. <laughs> and he, he will destroy it somehow, too. Um, I think his formula is, you know, add some explosions, some cars flipping over, and then double that. Did you have a, fav a favorite Transformers in this movie? Oh, man. Um, I know. I'm kind of just asking you on the spot. <laughs> it's probably... Um, I don't know if it's going to spoil it because I don't remember seeing him in the preview, but uh, the one related to Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Well, was it uh, was it his, his servant or was it the yeah. – uh, oh, okay. Servant. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I definitely don't consider that a spoiler. No, that one's totally fine. So I would say my favorite one, my favorite one would be um, Dr. Vivian's car and how, how that one was able to – 
it, it could be a super old classy type car <laughs> and then it was all of a sudden like this lamborghini and the colors too is like black and orange oh my gosh that that one was my favorite i thought that one was awesome <laughs> yeah that was definitely eye candy um it was kind of like how bumblebee in the first film super old camaro scan the newer one just passing by completely changed like mid-drive <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty amazing yeah, oh, and speaking of eye candy, gosh, I, I think this is one of the reasons why I like these movies so much. And and I really do, you know, understand when people say that it's, oh, these movies are my guilty pleasure because, you know, movie critics hammer them, but for some reason we still like them, you know, and maybe we feel like we shouldn't like them, but we do. But I, I again, you know, if people like these movies, more power to you like them that's fine who cares if no one you know if no one else likes them but so you said eye candy that's honestly one of the reasons why i love these movies so much is because they are just so awesome to look at they're so awesome to to just watch how a car all of a sudden turns into this huge machine and then it can turn back into the sleek looking corvette you know (laughs) it's just i love i love that aspect of these movies and especially in this movie, I, I thought you got a lot of awesome of the, those transforming scenes, you know? So um, I, I definitely think that they, they added a lot of new cool characters, a lot of cool new uh, transformers and yes, and added some of the classic ones from the previous movie. Um, loved that they had Bumblebee highlighted in this movie. I thought, I thought there was a lot of more development to his character, which is funny because Bumblebee in all the movies, he is unable to speak. You know, he uses the radio in like quotes from movies and TV shows and things like that in order to voice, you know, his thoughts and his opinions and things like that. And you never, you know, you never know what his real voice sounds like. And and yet in this movie, you really get to know Bumblebee and his backstory and kind of why he is the way that he is, you know, just really one of the most loyal transformers you'll ever meet. Um, I was really happy they did so much character development on Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't just like the side character anymore. He kind of took the reins on this movie, and that was pretty amazing. Um, I definitely enjoyed that aspect of the film. Yeah, no, me too. What, what, and that was that was definitely one of my highlights. Uh, another one, and, and I think we kind of touched on this, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Man, that guy, yeah, I love him. He seems like one of the most likable persons in Hollywood just like a guy you want to hang out with you know like um and and he he really is a great choice for this for the move uh, these Transformers movies and even though I wasn't too big of a fan of Age of Extinction and I think it was because I was like trying to I was trying to accept the fact that Shia LaBeouf is no longer in the movies and that it's yeah. it's like Mark Wahlberg but man I thought he was a perfect choice for this movie and same with um Oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Lore Haddock, or AKA Meredith Meredith Quill, Star Lord's cool. mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so Lore Haddock, she this was kind of her first breakout role in in terms of like a starring role, and her her interaction with Mark Wahlberg on screen, it's so good. And and I know you uh, you kind of referred to some of those innuendo type uh, references and adult type you know humor uh, in in between, and and there was some, but. Other than that, I thought they had very good on-screen chemistry, and I thought she was a great choice for for that character as well. So those were the things that I uh, I really really enjoyed. But my last my last takeaway and one of my uh, biggest I guess highlights of the movie was the composer. 
And so I, I'm not sure if this is something that you've kind of uh, researched in terms of the other previous movies, because this is actually the same uh, musical composer that they had for the previous Transformers movies. And his name is Steve uh, Jablon. Uh, Jab- oh, gosh, I am butchering this. Uh, Jablon Jablonski. I think it's Jablonski. Yeah, Steve Jablonski. So in this, honestly, this movie score uh, from this fifth Transformers movie might be my favorite out of the previous ones. I loved the movie score. And and I, I've said this in previous episodes, but when when I notice the movie score in a movie uh, and it stands out to me, oh man, that's when you know it's a good one. And this one really stood out. So, And I'm actually really excited to go back and listen to the movie score on this movie because I thought it was excellent. So those are my highlights. So uh, anything else you wanted to add or uh, let's, you want to do our final thoughts on what you thought about the movie? Um, on your note about the uh, score, um, that's actually something I do notice about movies too. And uh, especially since the first Transformers, they kind of brought in all these different bands and had a soundtrack along with the, uh, like the background music. Um, yeah. That was Link, like a Lincoln, great one. Lincoln park. <laughs> yeah. I think for the first three movies, they tossed in like a Lincoln park song for each movie. Oh yeah. Um, and so with that change with the fourth one and this fifth one, um, not having, you know, like a Lincoln park song or like a bunch of rock bands and stuff. And they actually have like a lot of great action music. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of like music they would create for the matrix movies where either the freeway scene where it just sounds like such like i don't like to use this word often but such epic music um where it just ties in with the uh, action very well well or i think, if it I think that's in, the perfect way to describe it epic is the <laughs> that's a perfect <laughs> word <laughs> yeah i think they did they did it pretty well um they scored this movie pretty freaking well yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So here here are my final thoughts, and I'll, I'll let you have the last word too before we go into our recommendation. But so in, in in my overall thoughts about this movie and the entire Transformers franchises, I actually liken it uh, to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So I think, I think for most people, I think most people really enjoy the first Transformers. And same with the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and then from there... I think maybe people kind of got turned off as there were more and more sequels and didn't like it as much as the first. And I think my experience has probably been pretty similar to where I loved the first one. I liked the second one and the third one was kind of iffy for me. And then all of a sudden you get age of extinction extinction and your people are scratching their heads going, what the heck is going on with, you know, the transformers, franchise? <laughs> you know, you're seeing dinosaur transformers and things like that, which by the way, I thought was a great touch to this movie. I actually liked having those dino transformers in this movie again. It but, was uh, nice seeing them again. Yeah, no, it was fun. But, um, um, so I, it, I have actually, I've enjoyed the sequels more to the transformer movies than I did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but what I I think is very similar to this movie is I thought the fifth movie really, really tied in the previous movies to where it kind of, and again, there's probably going to be more Transformers movies, especially since this movie's already making a lot of money and it's going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, and so if it makes good money, there's going to be a sequel, you know, but, um, so I, it's, I feel like that's kind of been my progression of these movies. I love the first, I like the second, wasn't really too big of a fan of the third and fourth, but then the fifth came out just kind of like this previous pirates movie. And I was like, Oh yeah, that kind of like tied in things nicely and, you know, kind of wrapped up everything and put a nice bow on it. And even though 
just like yeah listeners stay after because there are some post-credit scenes that you do want to catch up in this transformers movie you know it's not that they leave it open-ended but they do leave the possibility for sequels but yeah i just i thought this was a nice just well-rounded transformers movie that helped tie in all the previous ones so um so yeah and you know if if you hate the transformers movies don't go see this movie you know, it's, it's not for you. If you don't like Michael Bay, don't go see this movie. But for a lot of pe- other people who do like Michael Bay movies and who do like Transformers movies, you know, this this is probably going to be your thing. So, all right, let's let's hear your final take, your final thoughts. Our recommendation. Um, so I think if you are a person who enjoys that type of action, you are familiar with Michael Bay's films, like especially with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Um, <laughs> I think I would say go see it. Um, if you got some kids that are kind of under 12, 13, I would probably wait, but Oh, generally I would say it's, I would definitely go see this movie. I definitely would go see it again just to watch all the action and see the transformers again and all the quips of humor all throughout the film. I think that was definitely worth it. Yeah, no, that, and that's a great recommendation. So my backseat director's recommendation for this one is, and, and I was kind of torn because, because I, I, as I love, I love the visual eye candy aspect to the Transformers movies. And honestly, I feel like these were movies that you got to see in theaters. You know, you, you just, you have to see in theaters because there's so much in terms of video, uh, visual and audio um, about the movies that, you know, that really you got to experience on, on a big screen, but because of how long the movie was and because of, the lack of optimus in the movie. I my recommendation is that it's a maybe way. I think it's still worth seeing. I think if if people are looking just for a pure entertainment, you know, type of movie, you know, yeah, maybe go see it in the theaters, but my official recommendation is I think it's a maybe wait. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. I think a lot of people might be glad that they don't and just wait to see it at home, but yeah, my my official recommendation would be a maybe wait. So we've got one go see it from Steve, one maybe wait from me. But all around, I think, Steve, you and I are both fans of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, hey, man, awesome review. Thank you so much for joining me, man. You were you were a great co-host, honestly. Oh, Audrey, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> it was a super, super anxious and super excited to do the episode. This was a lot of fun. Well, dude, you you were you were fantastic, and I I, I am definitely going to have you on again sometime in the future for another movie. So look look out for that. So let's let's go ahead and end on this. So if if listeners today want to reach out to you and continue today's discussion on Transformers, or if they just want to follow you on social media, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, the place I'm most active on really like the only place is probably Instagram. Um, and my, uh, username is mirror seven and then mirror backwards. So mirror seven R O R R I M. And I pretty much on there all the time. Um, if you reach out to me on the air, I'm pretty sure I'll get back to you pretty quickly. Awesome. Well, I, and I'm going to be sure to tag you in all the all the Instagram posts and every other place that I can tag you in so uh, our listeners can find you that way as well. But Steve, you were awesome, man. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for downloading today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean, and most other podcast outlets that 
you may subscribe to. And uh, make sure to follow us on uh, on Instagram, just how Steve actually found us. Uh, so yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the handle is the same for all three. It's at the BD Podcast. And make sure to leave us a rating if you like the podcast. Let us know. And uh, again, thank you uh, for for tuning in. Steve, thank you for being my co-host today. And listeners, we'll see you next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Hey, hey everyone, this is Backseat Directors. We're here with a couple members of the audience. We just got done seeing Transformers, and we're going to get their quick review on what they thought of the movie. So just your name, one word to describe the movie, and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters, okay? okay. My name is Barbara, and one word to describe it was long. It was really long. <laughs> <laughs> do you but think? I do love you, it. Oh, do you think it's worth seeing in theaters? I think so. I think it's worth it. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, one more. Uh, my name is Laura, and I describe the movie like great. It is good, but it is too long. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Autobots, roll out!